Welcome to Crypto Sapiens, a show that hosts lively discussions with innovative Web3 builders to help you learn about decentralized money systems, including Ethereum, Bitcoin, and DeFi. The podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only, and it is not financial advice. Crypto Sapiens is presented in partnership with Bankless DAO, a movement for pioneers seeking freedom from the limitations of the traditional financial system. Bankless DAO will help the world go bankless by creating user-friendly on-ramps for people to discover decentralized financial technologies through education, media, and culture. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Humpty Calderon. And today I'm talking to Leighton Cusack, co-founder at Pull Together, and community advocates, McColl and Geo. We discuss the crypto-powered savings protocol, and the value of creating accessible on-ramps to DeFi for new users. Let's get started. Um, first off, thanks for thanks for having us. Super excited to be here. Um, love uh, Bankless and what you guys are doing, and um, been a been a fan for a long time. But um, yeah, so about myself, I got into crypto in late 2016, and at the time, I, I originally got into Bitcoin and. If you guys remember, like that was when Coinbase had two assets. They had Bitcoin and ETH. And I was like, oh, this ETH is only like $9 and Bitcoin's like $900. So I should buy ETH. <laughs> so that's how I found out about Ethereum. Um, and then uh, throughout 2017 and 2018, started just getting more and more involved. And um, ultimately went to this Ethereum hackathon um, uh, in Denver, the ETH Denver hackathon in uh, February of 2019. And had the idea for starting pool together at that time for starting a, a protocol for no loss lotteries, aka no loss um, prize savings, and um, basically uh, pitched the idea there. Got a grant from Maker, and and that's you know I'm obviously skipping over a lot of stuff, but that's that's pretty much how Pool Together started. So Pool Together is actually one of the first DeFi um, protocols. It's, it launched in May of uh, or sorry June of 2019. So at that time, you know. Um, there was SNX, there was there was Maker, there was Uniswap, Compound, and Pool Together, and that was pretty much the only ones that existed. Oh, thanks for the intro, and actually, great to hear that the genesis was at ETH Denver. Seems like a lot of activity happens there, and a lot of uh, great projects that we're familiar with uh, have had their start there. Also, in, in terms of Pool Together and its genesis and its, uh, I guess, relationship with uh, Maker. Uh, and and the fact that it's one of the earliest DeFi protocols, all of it just really makes sense. In fact, I was uh, recently listening to a discussion uh, where you participated, I believe it was with David Hoffman, and you were just talking about how it was time to kind of uh, talk a little bit more about Pull Together just because of the fact that a lot has happened since the very beginning of DeFi, um, and, and Pull Together, too, has continued to grow and evolve. So... So why don't why don't um, you talk a little bit about that aha moment, the inspiration to pull together, and and why you chose to take on this, uh, I guess, uh, concept of taking these no pri or, or um, no loss lotteries. So no loss lotteries are actually something that exists in the sort of traditional financial system, and they're not super popular in the United States. So a lot of people don't necessarily know that, um, but. You know, for me, when I was getting into DeFi, I I was really interested in working on protocols that would help people become more financially healthy, right? Like actually help people achieve achieve financial mobility and achieve financial health. And um, 
basically in my research, I came across this idea for no loss lotteries and thought, wow, one, this is like a brilliant idea. And two, there's a ton of research um, showing that this actually helps people save money. It actually decreases spending on normal lotteries. Um, so this, it's sort of empirically proven. And three, that this is an idea that would just work way better as a decentralized protocol. And so um, that was really... So really, the, the motivation was like, okay, how do we build something that's going to actually help people achieve financial wealth? And the 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 kind of the edge was like, well, this is, this is a, a, a proven idea that's super popular. It helps people. And also, it's going to be way better on a blockchain. So let, let me go back a little bit there, because I think there's something here that I'm really interested in, and that is the concept of no-loss lotteries, lotteries and, and how these are being used in other countries outside the U.S. From your research, first, uh, what is it that, what's, what's the function? How are these being used in other countries? And two, from your research, did, did you see these working because it was kind of like, and I, and I hate to to use this overused term, but banking the bankless, giving people an opportunity to uh, be able to save in a way that's not accessible through normal means. Um, yeah, well, so so the so the biggest the biggest uh, currently the biggest like no loss lottery in the world is in the UK, and it's called premium bonds. And so, for some general stats, they have a hundred billion dollars deposited into premium bonds. And that generates um, uh, about like $1.2 billion a year in prizes. Um, and so from a scale perspective, these are this is a really large, like I said, it's one of the most popular consumer financial instruments that exists. Um, and and they are, as you said, they are really popular. They're really popular actually kind of across the demographic spectrum. But there is a lot of research that shows specifically unbanked people will... Um, Will essentially use these. Uh, will, this will this will attract people who are not traditionally banked and, and get them. There's there's a really good research report. Um, I'll, I'll I'll find the link and post it in the chat when I'm not talking. But um, basically doing research on um, how much how many people who who didn't have bank accounts created bank accounts for the first time specifically to do um, no loss lotteries. And obviously um, with pool together, you know that just makes it so much easier, right? Because you don't have to create a bank account to join pool together. You just have to have an Ethereum wallet or, 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 or a wallet on Polygon. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around this in terms of, you know, how this works and all that. But I, I guess one of the things that's, that I'm curious is, so when you were doing your research and you were adapting this for the digital world, what lent itself to doing this on chain? And, you know, kind of what was the vision for it or, or, or really, how were you taking that original idea and then evolving it for for the blockchain? Yeah, well, so I think there's two two parts to that, right? So the first part is is maybe a little bit more of the boring part. And that's like just sort of from a functionality perspective why it's better, right? So if you're doing this on the blockchain, it means it's globally accessible, right? It's not limited to one specific country. So it means you can have like way more deposits, way bigger prizes, etc. If you're doing this on the blockchain, it means it's auditable. It's open source. So typically a big problem with no-loss lotteries is like, how do you know that the person who actually won is not just the guy's friend who's running it, right? And so, you know, being an open source project on the on the Ethereum blockchain, it, it's auditable. Anyone can verify that it's truly fair. Um, it's also far more scalable, right? You don't have you have no incremental cost. So to, to for a new person to deposit into the protocol, there's no cost. Associate. I mean that that person 
is you know paying a transaction fee, but there's no cost to the protocol to do that. So those are sort of like the um, the like operational reasons that I, I thought this was a lot better. But I think the most important reason is is the one we haven't you know is is the decentralization and user ownership, right? So having instead of instead of a financial intermediary like a bank running this program and um, you know monopolizing the profits that come from it, you have a decentralized network that's owned by the pool token holders who um, who receive the token for using the protocol and can run the and can run the protocol. And I think that is the other the other big piece that's really exciting and um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about. Well, and I think that just goes back to you know the topic of discussion. And that's DeFi primitives, right? So I think to some degree, uh, if not, you know, not just to some degree, but really pool together is one of those DeFi primitives. And it's and it's and it sounds pretty original in terms of what we may be familiar with in terms of DeFi, because there there's there's mechanisms there that are unique to it. Yes. Yeah, well, for sure. I mean, I think a lot of DeFi primitives are pretty hardcore financial things, right? Like we have a lot of like options and like, um, hedging and like all these things, which are great, but like I, I sort of think it pulled together as like a DeFi primitive for for normal people. <laughs> like it, it's something that like your grandma probably isn't going to trade like options, but I think she might want to deposit into pool together. Yeah, and it's it's familiar, I guess a better word for it. Um, you know, especially for those where you know these these systems are available to them, they recognize them, and it isn't as scary. You know, ba- based on its complexity. You know, it, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's and it's like, I mean, the only thing that we struggle with is it's almost too good to be true, right? Like people have to be convinced it's not a scam because they're like, wait, a lottery I can't lose, right? Well, well, why don't we speak to that? Why don't we talk about the no no loss part of the lottery? What does that mean? Um, well, yeah, I mean, I, I want to get I want to get the the other our other community advocates involved here because they. They can speak to this even better than I can, but you know, so I'll give a quick answer and let them talk. But no loss basically just means in relationship to what you deposit, you will always end up with the same or more money. You, if you deposit hundred dollars, you can take your hundred dollars back whenever you want to. Your worst case scenario is is you will have hundred dollars plus some pool tokens. Your best case scenario is you'll have you know hundred dollars plus thousands more dollars. Um, so like the luckiest winner so far with pool together. They deposited $78 and they won $43,000. So it's basically like you always are going to win, but you but sometimes you'll win like even more. Gio, did you want to add anything to that? Yeah, yeah. So the way the way I look at the no loss part is that with, with traditional lotteries, they are they're kind of parasitic, right? They're they're a gamble. So you put your money in, you may win, but chances are you won't and your money's gone forever. Uh, pulled together is different because it turns that, uh, or it flips that on its head and it turns it into a savings account. So I kind of think it pulled together as like a, um, like your traditional bank account, but with like supercharged with extra feature rights because you're getting, um, on some of the tools, you're getting a pretty healthy APR. Um, but you're also getting that, you know, that fun, uh, aspect to it where you have a chance to win a prize. So. Uh, and, and like Leighton says, you're you're never losing that initial principal and deposit. You can continue to add to it, and you can increase your tickets and your your chance to win. So it's it's totally upending the t- traditional idea idea of a lottery where you're um, you're losing your your deposit. You know. Yeah. Well, can you can you talk a little bit about those tickets? Because actually, I, I don't I don't recall that through my research. How do those tickets function? 
So a ticket, um, a ticket is just a, represents a chance to win in the pool, right? So if we use the stable coin pools um, as an example, you've got DAI and USDC. Um, when you deposit uh, one DAI or one USDC, you get in return one uh, one ticket, one chance to win. Um, and the protocol uses that ticket to inform the user's chance. Um, you could, if you deposit 100 DAI, uh, that would be 100 tickets, and that would be up against all the other tickets from all the other users in the pool. Um, and the, the protocol is set is select, and it depends on the pro, the pool actually, because some of them are you know five prizes per week or one prize per day. You know that that's uh, adjustable. But um, yeah, the protocol uses that ticket to inform its um, selection of the winner. So is it one ticket per deposit or one ticket per token that you deposit? One ticket per token. So one user can have you know many tokens. Um, so you could increase your chances per se based on the amount of tokens that you deposit. Absolutely, and and that's what makes it savings, right? Because you can use it as just a, a traditional bank account, but it's got that that extra um, aspect to it, but the, where you've got the chance to win. You can continue to add to it, and you can continue to increase your chance. And the protocol will will tell you, or the um, the interface will tell you what your actual chance to win is, which is different from traditional lotteries like. Leighton said, you don't know what your chance is and you don't know if the, the winner was selected fairly. You can seal that on the blockchain and see how the, the, um, the protocol came to its decision to select whatever user um, or whatever ticket holder won the prize. Yeah, I mean, and that, that's thanks to that transparency of the blockchain, right? So you're able to yeah. see that real time. Um, it, it also sounds like there's some programmability because you were saying, you know, um, it, it depends on, on on the pool, if you will. So how 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 can so in other words, can an individual or could an organization um, change or program different uh, odds? How, how does that work? Yeah. So technically, technically, yes, that's possible. Um, that has happened. So that would be like something governance controls, right? So governance controls the prize pools, and so someone could propose. An alteration to the um, prize strategy contract um, to say, like, hey, let's make it so you know the odds are not based on the amount of money you deposit, but just based on something else. Um, so that's that's technically possible, but it's not; it hasn't been done. Okay, so it's programmed at the uh, protocol level, and the changes to that can only be done through consensus uh, through the uh, th- through its through through the protocol governance, which. In this case, it's the pool token, correct? Exactly. Yep. Yeah, that's that's right. I mean, the parameters the parameters of the pools um, are all adjustable by governance. Um, okay. And Gio, did you did you want to add anything anything to this, or um, shall we continue? I think uh, Leighton McCall introduced it beautifully. Uh, I think you know one thing I would add just about the the no loss element to it. I think uh, it's a pool together in general is just a really good protocol for people who maybe might be like newer to the space or even have been in in a while. And it's just such a simple way, whether it's like family or friends who are in crypto or not, just to explain to them what's actually happening, where um, to actually understand these like DeFi primitives of, hey, I deposit this like dollar and everyone knows what a lottery is and this thing gets lent out at these other protocols. And then that interest is what is used to, you know, reward the winners or, you know, it, and then the, the obviously um, savings element of it and earning yield, it's just such a beautiful, simple protocol that is easy for both like 
DeFi super users and new people. Right. And actually talking about the, those on-ramps, uh, which again is on topic, uh, on yesterday's call when we were uh, uh, you know, preparing for this event, McCall, I think you mentioned that this was your introduction to DeFi. Yeah. Yeah. So my first foray into crypto and Ethereum and especially was uh, way back in early 2019. That's when, you know, I opened up my first Coinbase account and bought my first Ethereum and stuff. And then I was looking at like, what can I, what can I use this for? This uh, Ethereum is supposed to be a smart contract uh, platform, right? So where's all the smart contract? Um, and it was in summer, around summer where I heard of this, this uh, pull together thing. And I decided to, to, to try and use it, figure out how it works and try and make a deposit. And when I did that, um, that was like an epiphany moment for me. That was like, that was what made me really understand, okay, we've got something here. This is, this is world, potentially world changing technology. Uh, the fact that me as just some random user can take full custody of my funds and do whatever I want with them. I can put them in this contract. I can, I can earn, uh, have a chance to win, win in this uh, prize savings game. Um, and it's totally up to me to do that. So yeah, pull together is an excellent teachable moment, I think, for anybody to really understand what keep, what, um, Ethereum and smart contracts are capable of. And it's actually the one example I use when I show people, like, you know, I'm the crypto guy, my, my circular friends, right? So I show them pull together to try and, you know, get them to understand what the value is here. And there's a lot of value. Certainly. I think that there, there are needs for creating tools that are simple uh, to understand, uh, especially for, you know, as uh, new users, new crypto users. Um, you know, the, the goal is to increase adoption to everyone, uh, you know, to make DeFi, uh, you know, appealing and, 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 and useful for everyone. And so I think that what Pull Together is doing is fantastic because it's certainly meeting that need. And, you know, hearing your story, McCall, to me was inspiring because it, it, there's something about someone who discovered or started their own journey through a protocol. It broke me into DeFi, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that to me is the ultimate advocacy, right? Is individuals who come forward and say, uh, I, you know, I was curious, I was interested, I got into this, it, it meant something to me, I learned it, and now I am a part of its growth. I think that's super powerful. Yeah, and I mean, that's why I, I spend quite a bit of time just, you know, following the pull together DAO, DAO Discord, participating uh, in discussions. And that's just through, you know, my own innate passion and belief in the, the power of the project and where it can potentially go and where it can lead to. And so, yeah, th this, is, this is why I'm here and doing this, because I, I truly believe in the value that the protocol can actually offer to uh, anybody that wants to use it. Yeah, I mean, for anybody who's been around crypto uh, or DeFi for any amount of time, uh, they know that really for any project to succeed, it's it's the power of the community. So it's great to see that pulled together is empowering and giving you know community members a platform to continue developing that protocol uh, together. <laughs> really, no pun intended. <laughs> so do so. Are there any? Uh, you know, metrics here to kind of see how, how far the protocol has come from its beginnings. I know that there are, in terms of deposits, there's growth in terms of the number of prizes, um, there's been growth. And then there's also certain goals that have been set by the community. Leighton, did you want to speak to, about, uh, to these things? Yeah, I mean, I can just give some quick high-level context. Um, so, I mean, high-level, you know, a year ago at this time, 
there's probably about a thousand dollars of prizes a week. Now there's about a hundred thousand dollars of prizes a week. Um, in the last uh, like five months, there's been over four million dollars that's been awarded by the protocol, as well as over a million dollars that's been um, retained by the protocol um, in the protocol in the protocol reserves. So it's uh, yeah. So 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 growth has been good, um, but. Our, our our big goal is to get to a million dollars in um, weekly in a, in a weekly prize to get to a million dollar weekly prize and um, that's sort of from uh, you know from a future looking perspective that's what we're working towards and we have we have a, a, you know we have a lot of stuff we're working on that we think is going to make that possible and make that um, happen in the near future but uh, that's that's sort of how where we're at right now. Okay, well that's great to hear. Um, so before before we close out, I think that there's a few things about the the project that are interesting and that I, I personally want to learn a little bit more of. I know that there is a I guess two different ways to use the protocol, and one of those is pools, and one of those is pods. Can you help us understand what each of them does and how they're different? Uh, yeah, so I can take this one. Um... I think the pools, so pools are the main, uh, the main uh, uh, flagship uh, part of pool together, right? That's where you deposit your funds, um, you enter the pool, and you have your chances to win. Um, pods are kind of built on top of the pools, so a pod is a way for many. We we think of it in terms of many small fish can combine their funds and all their tickets to become a big fish. So currently, at the moment, we have we have a lot of pools with a lot of a lot of whale players. You know, they're 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 putting their millions of dollars up against you know the little fish with a few dollars um, in the pool, and the, the little fish don't really have great chances of winning on their own. But a, what a pod does is it's a separate contract that you can join, um, and it will combine all the tickets for um, all the individual individual users that join that pod, and the pool the pool contracts treat the pod contract as a single user. So that single user's tickets can all um, potentially win the prize. And the pod will distribute that prize fairly um, amongst all its participants. So it's kind of like a pool within a pool, if you think about it like that. That's how I think about it. Yep. And just to add on top of that, um, you know, like the, the interesting part about pods, and, you know, they were originally made to decrease the fees um, associated with trying to deposit into a pool. Uh, so, you know, if a user uh, tries to deposit whatever amount of money, the gas fees are reduced by about 70%. Um, but, like, one of the side effects of this um, type of mechanism is that this pod, uh, it's, it's almost great for communities um, like Bankless and, uh, you know, some other ones have used it, like um, a Reddit community called Eat Finance. They already have a pod set up and, like, they have maybe hundreds of users at this point that are all deposited into pool together um, into the die pool through this pod. And when this pod wins, you know, uh, everyone wins at the same time. So it's like a celebration in a way when that pod wins for that community. So it's, it's like a fun way not only to reduce their gas costs, but also to, um, you know, celebrate with, with the other people that you spend your time with. Yeah, and actually, I think that's a good point to touch on because I think, um, you know, through through my research, uh, I found that there is something in terms of gas efficiency that pods enable that pools do not. Yeah, so the, I believe the main reason for that is because when you're joining a pod, you're not 
directly joining the pool. You're not depositing the funds uh, into compound uh, or the yield source because you can get many yield sources, compound, Aave, etc. Um, you're not doing that complex gas transaction. Um, so when you're joining the pods, you're not doing all that. What the pod does is behind the scenes, there's a, a, pod man- a concept of a pod manager and they run that batch um, themselves and that batches all the users' transactions into the pool. So there's only one you know, deposit into the yield source instead of every user doing that expensive deposit themselves. Uh, I think that's the primary reason why the gas is reduced. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And thanks for explaining that. So in terms of ROI, um, I know that w- one of the things that's said is that there's better ROI in the long run with pool together. And one of the reasons for that is the reserve. Can we talk about the reserve and, and how that works uh, in pool together? Yeah, so the reserve is uh, actually set by governance. Governance has control of the reserve rate on each of the pools. Um, it can be anywhere from zero to 100%. <laughs> Obviously, you don't want 100% because you want a price uh, eventually to come out at the end of the, the price period. Um, but what happens with the reserve is each, um, for the pools that are progr- uh, programmed to have a reserve, uh, a portion of the price, uh, let's say it's 5%, uh, will go back into the um, it will go into the back into the pool. It won't be part of the price. So, and that that reserve is not eligible to obviously get distributed to a user. So, it's we think of it as a perpetual growth mechanism where every every week um, or every day, depending on when the pool is drawn, uh, the reserve is constantly growing and constantly feeding um, more value into uh, the pool and the prize that the pool can eventually receive. So, uh, yeah, I think our biggest um, our biggest reserve right now is currently the USDC uh, reserve, um, and I think that has over over half a million uh, USDC worth of value in it. And that's just purely through um, every week, you know, taking some of the prize away and putting it back in reserve to feed the protocol and feed the pro- protocol's growth. So it compounds. Yes. yes, and just to add, it's not eligible to win as well. So it's really just has one purpose: it's just contributing to increasing the prize. That's actually very interesting. I think uh, at least not something that is uh, common in, in DeFi in terms of holding back a piece of, uh, of, of I guess, that reward for, um, I guess, it, it really to kind of support the mechanism of rewarding people into the future. Yeah, so it's providing sustainability, right? Like, let's say for some reason, um, everybody removes all their deposits from uh the pool. Well, there's going to be a floor to that, right? Because the reserve is always still going to be there and the reserve is still earning interest. So there will always still be a prize um, or or some capital to generate interest and generate a prize because the reserve exists. Um, And that's why that's that's what enables the sustainability of the protocol into the future. There will always still be users in the pool because there is always a prize that is being generated um, and the users will be incentivized to join the pool and collect that prize. Well, it's cool too because it really just through that through that reserve, you're also increasing the yield uh, that's getting rewarded. Uh, you know, whatever the distribution rate is, you know, or the or the prize rate. Well, yeah, you you can look at it like that because the prize is part of the yield of the uh, of, of the pool, right? So, yeah, the uh, it was it's going to be increased by some percentage uh, depending on your chance to win the pool. 
So where does a pool token fit in all of this? Uh, we talked about it being the governance token, but how do uh, participants in the protocol get their hands on the pool token? It was initially distributed um, earlier this year to um, users of the protocol. So, so like McCall, um, myself included, I mean, I, I've used it over the past couple of years and I was airdropped um, pool to, uh, to be part of governance. And people who even uh, participated in like snapshot votes, even prior to um, pool being distributed, uh, was also uh, given pool. But these days, I mean, it's just publicly accessible on any DEX, swap and whatnot. Um, and yeah, and there's with the with the token, um, there's also like, which hasn't been mentioned, if you are an LP, I mean, I don't think many people know about it because the yield is pretty high. Uh, the LP yield, uh, you know, is around 40%. So, you know, that's another like use of the token uh, that I guess isn't being used enough. Yeah, there's a, there's actually an ETH uh, pool LP on position on um, Uniswap V2. Um, and like Gio says, it's, it gets a pretty ridiculous APR for what it is. Um, I consider pool to be one of the more high quality tokens in the space because as a protocol that is generating uh, reserves, it's got sustainability. Um, so there, there will always be a price floor to that token. Um, and that's not the only way you can ger- uh, earn pool tokens. Um, most of the, the, the flagship pools on the main site um, have a concept of a pool drip, and that's what provides your APR. So the DAI and the USDC pools have the highest, have some of the highest APRs because the governance has decided that we want to promote those pools as much as possible. Um, I believe the USDC pool is one of the ones that we want to try and push to reach that $1 million price in the future. So the governance has set aside some of its treasury funds and every, every day or every block even, uh, some of that pool is dripped to the depositors and the pools. Um, and that's one of the ways that they can earn uh, some value back from the uh, protocol that is not just the prize itself. So that's why it, that's why it's no loss prize savings, right? Because you've got no loss, but it's explained that prize is the prize. Um, but you've also got the savings part. And with savings accounts, you expect some sort of APR or some sort of you know return, right? And that's where the pool drip comes in. Um, you're earning earning something back for your deposit. Yeah, so it sounds like there are several things uh, at play here. One of them, obviously, is just put your you know put your money on on this protocol, and you're saving money. The other is there's an opportunity to uh, win a prize, uh, and maybe we can talk a little bit about how that distribution or how how you know how that works. But also, there's pool for your participation. You earn a little bit of pool uh, every, every time there's a prize distributed. So it's incentivizing people to use the protocol and potentially become part of the governance process as well, right? Um, by earning that pool token. And if, if you're a user of the protocol, hopefully you're incentivized to, you know, make sure the protocol is operating as efficiently as possible and participate in the discussions. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I think that's the, that's the main vehicle for community engagement uh, in DeFi is, you know, this community participation through governance. And so enabling the users of, of the platform who are the ones that, uh, would like to see it succeed based on their participation, enabling them uh, a way to gain access to that governance. Governance, excuse me, uh, by, uh, like you said, dripping this pool token um, on on a regular basis. Yep. Um, great. So, I guess one last thing is in terms of pool together being multi-chain. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that in terms of you know 
what blockchains it's currently on, uh, how that works in terms of pooling together, uh, you know, these these uh, deposits and distributing rewards ac across blockchains. Yeah. So um, yeah. So so right now, pooled together is primarily on um, on Ethereum and Polygon, um, and there is also a deployment on Binance Smart Chain. Um, that's not uh, has hasn't really been officially announced, but it is it is done. So primarily just Ethereum and Polygon. Um, but you bring up an interesting point because right now, basically the way it works is like each prize pool on each chain is sort of its own entity, right? So we have like a you know a USDT prize pool on Polygon that has like a thousand dollar daily prize, and then we have like a USDC prize pool on Ethereum that has like a fifty thousand dollar weekly prize. So they're all different, and um, what's been what's been being worked on and what will be a big part of pool together before, which is coming soon, is uh, essentially. Uh, bridging all those together. So what it, what that means is there will be one prize pool that simultaneously exists on multiple chains. So you could join on Polygon, you could join on Ethereum, you could join on um, even like uh, like Optimistic or Arbitrum, um, and you will uh, no matter what chain you're joining on, you'll have the same chance to win one massive prize that's distributed across all the chains. And so um, that's a little sneak peek on the future, and we're really excited about about that. That's it. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you'd like to learn more about Pool Together, please go to pooltogether.com and on Twitter at pooltogether underscore. Thanks for listening to Crypto Sapiens. Please give us a follow, like, and a five-star review wherever you enjoy your podcast. And stay tuned for our next discussion.